0: A truly great death scene can serve as the cherry on top of an already great movie, leaving audiences satisfied or suitably distraught at a character meeting their maker. As is the terrifying nature of life, death can come at any time and for any reason, but sometimes movie characters get a last-minute inkling that they are totally and utterly screwed, and in these instances the filmmakers decided to let the audience know it. So let's get into it. I'm Amy from What Culture, and here are 10 more greatest I'm Dead and I Know It moments in movie history. 10. Green Goblin's Moment of Clarity, Spider-Man. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy was nothing if not thoroughly aware of its own silliness, and perhaps never more so than during the climactic battle between Spidey and Norman Osborn's supervillain alter ego, the Green Goblin. At what appears to be the conclusion of the fight, a defeated Osborn feigns contrition, begging Peter Parker's forgiveness for his rampage of terror, all whilst secretly teeing up his bladed glider to impale Peter from behind. However, when Sends the glider, hurtling towards Peter, the hero uses his spider sense to leap over the glider, causing it to fly directly into Norman himself, fatally impaling him. So yeah, that was an utter own goal. Hilariously, Raimi does opt to slightly break the fourth wall before Norman is hit, stripping away all background sound effects and focusing simply on Norman as he realises he's about to die. The only word he can manage to utter is, oh, before then immediately facing the consequences of his own actions. It's as though in this brief aside, Norman had a fleeting moment of mental clarity before being rather violently shoved off of this mortal coil. 9. Tommy Gets Made Goodfellas Even though Goodfellas' Tommy DeVito was a raging, volatile psychopath whose demise was seemingly inevitable, it was still kind of depressing when he got whacked near the end of the film in retaliation for killing Billy Bats. Tommy's tricked into believing he's about to be made, but when he's led down to the basement where the mafia initiation ceremony typically takes place, he opens the door, and sees the room empty inside. The lack of people present for this supposed ceremony allows Tommy to quickly realize he's about to die, letting out an anguished oh no a moment before he's shot in the head at close range. It's a testament to Pesci's superb Oscar-winning performance that we can feel even mildly sad about DeVito's death, despite the fact he was a violent maniac who was clearly asking for it. 8. Old Joe gets erased. Looper. Looper is an especially interesting example because the death in question is technically a suicide, albeit as a result of someone being killed by a younger version of themselves. Or to be precise about it, it's a case of someone being erased from existence entirely when their younger self commits suicide. At the end of the film, Young Joe desperately tries to stop his older self from committing the murder that will eventually lead to the creation of an all-powerful telekinetic crime boss. Young Joe realises the only way to stop old Joe from doing it is to wipe himself out, and so young Joe turns his gun around and fatally blasts himself in the chest. When old Joe realises this, he has a few precious seconds to realise the horrifying existence-nullifying implications of his younger self's act. The fear grips his face, and after a beat, he quite literally blinks out of existence, as though he'd never even walked the earth. It's a pretty awful way to go, especially when your last seconds are filled with the fear of the knowledge that in just one moment, you will have never existed. 7. You always were an asshole, Gorman. Aliens. James Cameron's Aliens is one of the most intense movies of all time, filled with nerve-shredding action and, inevitably, a ton of death. None hit harder, though, than the dual demise of Lieutenant Gorman and Private Vasquez. Though Gorman catches a ton of justified flag for freezing up during the Xenomorph assault, he at least gets some mild redemption at the 11th hour, when he and Vasquez end up trapped in a ventilation tunnel with a fleet of Xenomorph drones about to swarm them. Knowing their geese are thoroughly cooked, Gorman pulls out a grenade, and in a weirdly touching moment, the pair embrace as they grip the soon-to-detonate grenade together. Gorman may be an asshole, but at least he got a relatively heroic death, with the two of them making the choice to finally give up the ghost and save others in the process. 6. 6. Lord Beckett's slow-motion death march, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. There's nothing quite like watching a man go down with his ship, especially when it's a man we don't particularly like, and we're also fairly sure there's no way he could survive the wreckage. Beckett is left paralyzed with shock and fear when his ship, the Endeavour, is double-teamed by both the Black Pearl and the Flying Dutchman. As Endeavour is railed from both sides by cannonballs and Beckett's men begin to abandon ship, Beckett calmly walks through the vessel as the wooden debris explodes around him. His facial expression changes to one of terrified recognition mere moments before the remnants of the endeavor are engulfed by a gigantic explosion, catapulting him into the ocean and killing him instantly. When your best laid plans backfire and you're all out of contingencies, there's nothing left to do but simply accept your fate, I guess. 5. Stansfield receives Matilda's gift Leon the Professional Luke Besson's Leon ends in a tragic fashion as the titular assassin is gunned down by the DEA agent Norman Stansfield mere feet from freedom. However, this time the bad guy doesn't get away with his murderous act scot-free. As Stansfield watches Leon die, Leon hands him a gift from young Matilda, which turns out to be a grenade pin. A confused Stansfield then opens up dead Leon's vest to find a cluster of armed grenades. With little time to react or really do much of anything, he simply simply says "shit" with a certain darkly comic resignation before being positively blown to pieces. Given that Stansfield spends the entire movie being an 11 on the intensity scale, it's ironic that he's so strangely calm about his impending death. 4. The terrible stepdad gets crushed to death. San Andreas. One of the most hilarious tropes in blockbuster movies, particularly disaster films, is the tendency for the asshole characters to get their comeuppance in the form of an extremely brutal, arguably excessive death. This is certainly true for San Andreas' stepfather character, Daniel Raddick, who, when trapped amid the chaos of an earthquake, decides to save himself rather than his girlfriend's daughter. He's also later seen causing the death of another man in order to save himself, but once he makes it to the Golden Gate Bridge, his number finally comes up up. A container ship ends up being catapulted into the bridge by a giant tidal wave, breaking the bridge in half, but not before Daniel is crushed to death by one of the falling shipping containers. To maximise the audience's satisfaction, we linger on Daniel as he helplessly watches the ship coming his way, and looks up as the container is dropped on him, knowing there's nothing he can do about it. Audiences are simple, we love to see terrible step-parents get crushed by shipping containers, and this film certainly delivered on that desire. 3. Roy Batty's Time to die. Blade Runner. Now, you would be right to mention that Blade Runner's Roy Batty is a replicant, and therefore he's not technically alive in the strict human sense of the word. However, given that one of the film's key themes is the idea of a synthetic human evoking more humanity than an actual flesh and blood person, it's fitting that his demise is one of the most memorable and affecting in cinema history. The replicants know from the jump that their built-in four-year lifespan is coming to an end, though this comes home to roost in a highly poignant fashion at the film's conclusion. conclusion. After Batty rescues Deckard from falling to his death, he delivers the death soliloquy to end all death soliloquies, lamenting the ephemeral nature of existence, whether human or replicant, and realising it's now time to die. A short description struggles to do it justice because it's such a fantastic speech. Really, genuinely beautiful. 2. Hans Gruber takes a fall. Die Hard Villain death scenes don't get much better than Hans Gruber in the original Die Hard. After proving himself such an intelligent and resourceful antagonist, Gruber meets a violent end as he clings desperately to Holly's watch whilst hanging out the side of Nakatomi Plaza. After a struggle, John McClane manages to unclasp the watch from her wrist, allowing the laws of gravity to do the rest. Gruber's death is iconic for lots of reasons, but one above the rest, that being the superb decision to shoot the scene in slow motion, thus allowing audiences to linger on Gruber's realization that he's about to fall several hundred feet to the unforgiving concrete below. It's a death scene made even better, By the fact that Rickman's terrified expression was kind of sort of real. They were shooting the scene against a blue screen backdrop and Rickman was told he'd be dropped onto an airbag on the count of three. But the director decided to have him dropped on the count of one instead, thus ensuring the authenticity of that very real, scared, surprised face. Dick move? Yes. Clever move? Even more so. 1. Max laughs himself to death A View to a Kill. Hans Gruber isn't the only legendary movie villain to take an unforgettable fall. We would be remiss not to mention A View to a Kill's deranged antagonist Max Zorin, played with campy glee by the great Christopher Walken. The film's climax takes place atop the Golden Gate Bridge, as Bond and Zorin take part in a perilous, high-wire axe fight. In the end, 007 of course manages to get the better of Zorin, who's left clinging to the side of the bridge's framework. As he begins to lose his grip, Zorin hilariously lets out a maniacal cackle as if he's finding some sort of perverse amusement in the fact his life's about to end this way. Mere seconds later, he slips from the framework and plunges hundreds of feet into the San Francisco Bay below. Say what you like about a view to a kill, but Walkin's deliciously unhinged performance is surely an easy highlight. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.